Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, July 7th. 2022 and this is day 1570 of our journey together. Thank you so so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie and welcome 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 to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you. Thank you for waking us up to see this beautiful day that you created just for us. Help us, Lord, to appreciate every single moment and second of it and to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you created us to fulfill before we were even in our mother's womb. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. Help us, Father, to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with and that we will be obedient vessels unto you. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many times we might think when a loved one passes on, uh, they pass on to transitioning to be with the Lord. That's ideally where we want to go and be. But, you know, when we truly... Um, know the whole story and understand that everyone won't go to be with the Lord. That's why we're here doing the work we do, you as well, to make sure that everyone understands and has that opportunity to accept Jesus as Savior and adding to the kingdom of God and understanding what is going to happen, you know, when we do pass away and when the Lord comes uh, and, and sounds that trumpet and what is going to happen at that point. And that, my friends, is the beginning of eternity with the Lord. So let's go to, we're going to be coming out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18 and before we dive in, I want to just give a little quick update to uh, the T-Zone funding. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support, your prayers. Uh, and we're still we're not made, uh, made it to the point yet where we can start that second session. But you know what? I know God's going to open doors. And we thank you for all of your donations and uh, those that are, you know, Continue to do what God has given you to do to support this very uh, important ministry, working with our youth and teaching them workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and um, sex trafficking and human trafficking awareness. All right, so I just want to take the time out to say thank you. All right, so let's get into the word. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, and Paul is speaking to the people in Thessalonica. And it says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. He says, So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind 
who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So when he says fallen asleep, he means those who have died. And he says in him, those who were saved, who died in Christ, who were believers in Christ. He says, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. So a couple of things when he says uh, that those who are alive will not precede those who are dead. He's saying the dead in Christ will rise up first at that trumpet call. And that archangel is a high or holy angel appointed to a special task. And in my commentary, it says Michael is the only archangel mentioned in the New Testament. All right, but they are mentioned in the Old Testament. And then it says, uh, so, so we'll hear with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So this is important for us to learn that, you know, when someone dies in our lives, someone we love and care about, that's hard sometimes. You know, we we're in mourning and and uh, it, it can be very devastating. And especially if it's someone young uh, and, and no matter the age is still devastating. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, and we do know that it is appointed uh, to man to die uh, at some point in our lives, unless we're still here when the rapture takes place. Or this is what Paul is talking about. The rapture is not that word is not in the Bible, but it means caught up. So to be with the Lord, and that is what he's talking about. But for us to encourage one another with these words, uh, when we have someone who has died, and you know, and, and this is the encouragement, that this isn't the end. We will see them again. We'll all be together again. So point number one, don't lose hope. And hope is is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So what are you expecting? Losing loved ones to death can be extremely hard. Paul is not only telling us about the greatest event that's coming any day now for all believers, and that again, I said before, is the rapture being caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord our loving Savior. But he's also teaching us how to encourage one another with these words, the word of God. When someone 
uh, other believers is what he's talking about, especially, you know, um, loses a loved one. Uh, we are to encourage them and let them know, you know, and you're just going to know what to say and what not to say. Sometimes it's best to just be there with that person and, and being encouraged and encouragement just with your presence. Sometimes we might say, I just don't know what to say. Then don't say anything. Just be there for that person. And as the Lord gives you something to say, then by all means, say it. Because they're really not lost. So we, you know, we say, I've lost a loved one. They're really not lost. Uh, they're actually transitioning to be with Jesus if they are a believer in Christ. Point number two, the last week of T-Zone, three youth began to ask me questions about death. Where do we go when we die? Will we see our loved ones again? What if we mess up? Will we still be able to be with the Lord? I listened, and then God gave me the words to say to them in a way that they would understand. This, too, is considered encouragement. Think about it. When you have unanswered questions, it might make you feel a little off-balanced. But when you get um, the answer, you feel complete. You feel satisfied. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people perish from a lack of knowledge. That means you truly uh, know God. Not just what his word says, but we know the creator. Ooh, glory to God. That, that, and that's, you know, God is all knowing. <laughs> he is wise. And he says, he who lacks wisdom, ask of him and he'll give it to us. Lots of it. We just need to ask for it. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. He wants us to have his knowledge. And in order to do that, we need to draw close to him. We need to read the word of God to know all about him. Okay, so think about it. Think of your Bible as a manual. So you have your new car, right? You got this new fancy, beautiful car. And you got all these buttons and, you know, bells and whistles in the car. And it's like, what on earth? You no longer need a key to start the car. How do I start this car? How do I put it in park? And, and then there's the manual. And the manual tells you everything about your car. Things that you never even knew about it. It may even have something in there on how this car takes flight. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you wouldn't even know it unless you looked at the manual. And you're like, oh, I need to push this button to make it fly and make it, you know, fly over all the people when it's a traffic jam and how to land. And that's all in the manual. Well, the same thing goes with our father. He's given us this beautiful manual, the word of God, which was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Every person that wrote it, that he called to write it, they did not write from their own thoughts. They wrote from uh, the power of the Holy Spirit that gave them what to say. And everything lines up perfectly. That's how you know it was the Holy Spirit. The Lord knows what we need. And we need his word in order to make it from day to day, moment to moment. So, 
Let's talk about knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge means facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education. The theoretical or practical understanding of a subject. So we need these facts and information in order to know our father better, in order to understand, you know, what's going to happen in these last days and what's going to happen at the rapture, the greatest event that is that all believers are waiting for. But God is saying, not yet, because there's still too many that don't know about the kingdom of God. That's what we're supposed to be teaching about, the kingdom of God. And that's what God gives me every day to share with you. Not only you, but to help me too. (laughs) God shares his knowledge with us. It's up to us to receive it, to digest it, and to use it to glorify him as we wait on his return. Waiting means, you know, from my perspective, here's what waiting means when we say waiting for the Lord. Waiting means serving like wait staff. We're continuing to do God's will while waiting patiently for his return. So we're not sitting idle. We're serving and we're serving up our gift. (laughs) We're serving up our gift and helping in adding to the kingdom of God, sharing the love of Jesus with everybody. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life means with him because life means we are alive, we're thriving. And that's what it will be like with Jesus. So he's, you know, and it's not up to us to judge or put anybody else down. Well, I'm not going to talk to that person because they're not a believer. (laughs) Or, you know what, they don't look the part, so I'm not going to talk to them. Absolutely not. God doesn't, that's not up to us. (laughs) Our job is to just share that love. Hey, I wanted a donut. Okay, yesterday I really wanted a donut. My husband and I were running errands and going from place to place all day. Doctor's appointments, going here and there and all over. And I'm like, I want a donut. <laughs> and and he's like, I don't want a donut. But I'm like, I do. Let's stop at this one place. And he goes, you know, the donuts are old. It's later in the day. I, know, I said, I know, I know. But, um, you know, it'll be uh, at the time of day that uh, I'll know which one to get that lasts long. Okay, so there's certain donuts that you don't buy that get kind of stale tasting at the end of the day. So uh, I'm trying to remember why I'm telling you about this donut. So anyway, (laughs) we stopped for me to go in and get the donut. And uh, it was very good. Oh, here's what it was. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. So I get in there to go get the donut. And uh, the young lady that came to the counter seemed so heavy loaded with, with a lot of weights of the world. And I could just feel the pressure on her. And she was not happy looking. She uh, seemed like rude. Uh, but I could tell that it was something deeper. And I just gave her a big old smile. Even though she wasn't smiling. Even though she didn't come across with good customer service. You know, it was okay. Because it seemed like she was going through something at the time. 
And by the time our few, like our one minute or two minute encounter was over, I saw a little smile come on her face. She was like, and I said, thank you so much. And she said, you're welcome. Thank you. And it just, to see her just light up, just that little spark to know, hey, I love you. And it's going to be okay. And so she was in my prayers. You know, many times we don't necessarily get to say much to a person. God may not have us say much, but we certainly can pray for them. And, and one of our prayers would be this. If they don't know Jesus, that God would send the laborer to... So you see the harvest is plenty and the laborers are few, which means that the harvest of those people who need Jesus are plenty. The laborers, the ones to go out, the ambassadors of Christ that share that love of Jesus with them are few. And God is saying, you know, we were praying that God would send the laborers and that that labor might very well be you or me. And we know when the timing is right uh, to say, hey, do you know the Lord? Do you, do you want to accept him? Are you okay? What's going on with you today? God will give you the words to say to lead them to Christ. Now, as we talk about the death of a loved one, and how Paul was teaching us also here, not only about what is going to happen with the rapture, but also about how to comfort one another and encourage one another. So when my brother died, <clears throat> he died at the age of 27 years old. And he was next to me in age. He would be 62 years old as of March 1st. And, <clears throat> excuse me, when he died from blood clots, um, I did not understand why he died at the prime of his life. I mean, he had everything going for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't question God about that, though. Uh, he was always full of joy uh, and, and doing what God had given him to do to fulfill his purpose. He was, you know, he had his areas, <laughs> you know, as we all do, that, that we're not quite there yet. But I'll tell you something. One thing I knew about my brother was he truly spread the love of Jesus. And I remember once how he told my mom, he said, you know what? You don't have far to go, mom. My mother wasn't saved yet. He said, you don't have far to go because you're such a good person already. And now, you know, the key is, though, to know Jesus. Because just because we're a good person doesn't get us to heaven. We need to know Jesus as our Savior. And <clears throat> I always remember his giving attitude. He was always helping others and, and, and sharing with others. He, he dated uh, a young woman for several years who had five children. And he helped her. Uh, and I'm not saying she was also helping herself, you know, but he was very giving, got her a car, did all those things because I think in his heart, he knew how it was for us growing up without our father in our lives and how my mother worked hard to support all five of us. And he had a very soft spot for other women going through things like that. And uh, he, they dated for several years and, and to the point of where her children looked up to him. 
And even to this day, her kids are all grown. And if, when we encounter one in particular, he remembers Craig and he talks good, says good things about him. And what I could say is I know I'm encouraged in my heart that I'm going to see my brother Craig again because I know he knew the Lord. And I know that he will rise up first if the rapture happens today and I'm still alive. He will be caught up first and then those of us who are alive will go to be with the Lord. And I have now, until that time comes, have been passed the baton to carry on the work that he started doing in accordance to the will of God and spreading Jesus' love. And, and so the same with us. Think about those loved ones that serve the Lord and are you picking up the baton and continuing on, but, but using your own gifts to do it, right? We're using that experience that we have with them and how, <clears throat> how they serve God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And God is saying, I want you to do the same. We may not always understand why, but God is saying, I am with you and stay encouraged and knowing that that death is not the end. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the most important step you can make today. It's your choice. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and sex and human trafficking awareness. Uh, also, we, you know, we're working with families too. So this, we, these uh, same topics will be taught to adults, those that are interested in the very near future. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.